commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! You may fire when ready. From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Greg Skondak, and you're listening to Core World News. Your only news show for in-depth coverage and analysis of the latest stories from around the galaxy. Now, for your new segment rundown for August 29, 2020. Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. There's finally two games. Infinities. But first, Pilots Wanted. We report in for Star Wars Squadron's trail, and you can now journey to Batuu and the Sims? But first, Ben shares these words with the loss of our brilliant actor, hero to all, and the mighty king of Wakanda, Chadwick Boseman. Thank you, Grex. We transmit to you all with heavy hearts today uh, because Chadwick Boseman is now one with the Force. He lived a heroic life and brought joy to countless people, not only on the big screen, but in his civilian life, he was an inspiration in other ways. Most recently, cheering up kids being treated for cancer as he was quietly fighting the disease himself. Rest in power, Black Panther. Wakanda forever. And now we'll get back to the news. So uh, here we go. We got a, another Squadrons trailer, this time uh, showing us more about the first person action we can uh, expect to enjoy on October 2nd uh, for this new video game title. Um, what jumped out to you all? Um, I'll leave it an open floor here. Which one I, do you want to I jump thought in? this trailer was beautifully designed. I loved the key motion animations in the beginning with Leia's speech. And then you see the Emperor and they're framing this as a war between the New Republic and the Shattered Empire. And I love that framing of yeah. the Shattered Empire. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of that. This is this is before the First Order. This is, you know, uh, it's around the time of Aftermath, obviously, because Ray Sloan is in this game, which I'm so excited for. That's, and you even see footage of her in this in this trailer, which is incredible. And the. I just overall, I love this trailer. I love, and at the very end of this trailer, there's like an orchestral rendition of "Here They Come." That's, uh, I, uh, it's incredible. Like it's yeah. jaw dropping to hear a new take on that because it sounds different. I don't, I don't know if it's the same as the classic take, the John Williams take from the films. I think it's, it sounds slightly different. Possibly, it was. Yeah. There was, I, I caught it too. There was definitely something, something different about it. But I love it, and um, I, for some reason, got really excited to see Wedge. And them to acknowledge oh, that Wedge is is running Rogue Squadron, which I think they talked about in the aftermath books. Yeah. But I, you know, as we talked about a lot, the Rogue old Rogue Squadron books are my favorite kind of series in the old EU. So I'm, I was happy to see that. It's gonna make me feel like I'm part of Rogue Squadron, even though I'm part of what's the name of the squadron in this? Do we remember Titan, Titan, Titan Squadron? Titan Squadron. Yeah. Yeah. Um the gameplay looks amazing. It looks again. So very similar to the old uh, TIE Fighter games. I think in this preview, we only see uh, footage really from the TIE Fighter cockpit or any long about. Most and it looks I think, you, yeah, most. you're going to fly them all. But I love the fact that and we think we talked about this last time when they did the original trailers that your field division is very compromised. They're not backing down from that. Right. It is going to yeah. be hard. To see that. You're going to be very reliant on the radar. But they, they did show you what one of those like 180 turns looks yeah. like game and it felt you know, it looked good it looked like it's going to be a real fun trick to pull a lot so i'm i am really excited for this game yeah I, i'm i'm really excited 
that they made this more than just like sitting in a co- cockpit game. You know, I, I was really excited for the how you would interact with other pilots um, at base command, and that's where you do your customization. It felt a little like Destiny to me in that way, where it's like you have this sort of home base where you can sort of, you know, take care of your situation. Um, and that was exciting. And then, of course, all the cameos from the major characters got me giddy. Harrison Dula at the yeah. end in her, yeah. like, general flight suit. She's got a new outfit now. Um, the fact that they're they're going full metal um, Princess Leia or, you know, General um, Organa um, on this was awesome. Uh, I, I'm surprised. I mean, this is an indicator that maybe Billy, you know, Billy Lord is um, willing to lend her personality to more Star Wars IP um, in the future because it looks like, um, you know, Leia Organa is going to be a big part of this game. Um, yeah. So that would be awesome. Yeah, I'm stoked for this game. I mean, I'm. It's cool that they allow you to spec out each class, you know, of ship. You you can you can try out each one. It's not that you're locked to one, which is really cool. So I'm I'm guessing you're going to be able to create a pilot for both the New Republic and yeah. the, uh, the Shattered Empire. Yeah, it sounded like in the first, yeah in the first person game you play on both sides, so yeah. you sort of flip flop between different characters. I assume. Um, unless they did talk about a spy within the ranks of the uh, Republic. It would be kind of interesting if you're the spy. But um, it looked mm-hmm. like that was more mission-driven. Um, so, yeah, so you get to see both sides and spec out both sides. And it'll just be a feeder you know, system to sort of get you going and get you ready for uh, the multiplayer, which yeah. is going to be fierce, I'm what sure. What are we going to call our squadron, guys? Oh. oh. Proven wing. <laughs> Nice. That's it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Proven wing. Proven wing. I love that. All right. That's all done. Yeah. That's our. That's our shattered empire squadron. We'll have to think. Yeah. I think that's a good one for the empire. We'll figure out the new republic one. We need uh, two more pilots. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Casual pilots. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And this. uh, Yeah. I'm excited for this. And they are cross-platform, right? I think we did determine last time they're allowing cross-platform playing. So yeah, they, have my, they have my full buy-in on the VR sport. I think I'm it going to play really this game in VR. Honestly, like it, it, I feel like that's the cockpit experience you want. You know? Yeah, uh, that would just make me die of like claustrophobia, though, in that Tie Fighter, because I'll keep looking left and seeing nothing but like just, yeah. padding or like, you know some like air conditioner control, and I'm like, no. <laughs> um. Yeah, but yeah, that would be pretty great. And I mean, in an X-wing, that'd be awesome. You're looking all, yeah. you know, all around you, and um, that would be pretty crazy. Um, and those briefing room scenes, just in that wedge scene, they even like mentioned the VR sport would when wedge appears, and I'm like, I want to greet yeah. wedge in VR. And <laughs> yeah, I, and that was me little, up for that. At the bottom, they mentioned that everything in the preview was from the VR experience. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So. It'll be interesting. I wonder how much is it going to be feel on the rails when it's if it's not VR, but I'm guessing yeah. it'll let you move around with the joysticks. Yeah, more um, VR video game news. Uh, Vader Immortal came to uh, PlayStation right. in VR uh, uh, in the past week, I think. Um, yeah. It advertised. I'm, I'm getting there. I might I might think about it, at least price check it out um, and see what it costs. But um, well, so. My question, not to get this, might get a little too technical, so feel free to chop it out. But the VR, like the PlayStation VR, if I buy that now, that's not going to be able to jump up to PS5, is it? Or, or is excellent it, question. I don't know. Or is it like, or is it basically like a controller, meaning that it basically just kind of 
jumps on top of. I can't imagine it won't have compa- compatibility. compatibility. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would hope so because why would anyone buy it right now if you got PS5 coming out? It came out, out late, months. late in the life cycle of the PS4. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I would assume it's just it's just a a VR um, interface. Yeah. That 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 integrates with a with the PlayStation format and. I can't see why that wouldn't work yeah. in, on PS5, but uh, that makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, you know, dumber things have happened in video games for sure. So, sure. So we will see. Um, but yeah, so this is great news. What about The Sims? I didn't check this out, um, Grant, but I know apparently, you apparently apparently you can now journey to Batu in The Sims. You apparently. Can. The Sims a virtual <laughs> Yeah, and Sorry. people still play The Sims. I think it's Sims Four now too. Yeah, and and honestly, this is for all the Sims fans out there, our, our Sims, you know, players who who listen. To that's our, a Venn diagram. Yeah, that's yeah. our that's a certain demo. But um, <laughs> this is for you guys. Like, congratulations! Like, this is some sweet content, and I would be all in on this if yeah. if I played The Sims and I love and you know there was Star Wars content coming. Yeah, I'd the, be all in this. Looks cool. Two thousand and two. Like I think I had a I had a like oh, a oh we all a, had a, our Sims a days. summer love affair with the Sims in yeah. the early aughts I think <laughs> yeah um I yeah it looks super cool like again if I was like part of me it was just like if I had it if I could run it on the laptop I have I might consider doing it right because this is kind of to me like the perfect sitting in front of the television game right where I'm just doing other stuff and I can kind of check out what's going on but I don't think I would download it for like my PlayStation actually yeah. actively spend all of my energy focused on it but. It looks really cool. I mean, journeying to bot- a virtual Batu is cool, but they then showed off like you could basically create a Star Wars themed house and then basically your wallpaper and your your bar table designs and your kitchen designs. All that stuff could look like a cantina. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Like this is this is probably what I would do the most if I was playing this game. I would, I would yeah. probably build a Star Wars mansion of some kind. So that's that's really cool that that's there and uh, you can build your dream Star Wars house. Yeah, I'd be in for that for sure. Mm-hmm. I think I'd probably oh. go tower, some sort of tower. Mm. I would like um, Ezra <laughs> Bridger's deck. like, yeah, like forgotten like radio tower in like the grass sea of um, Lothal. I'm like, I could live there. Yeah, that'd be awesome. It's like a Star Wars tree fort. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally this would be my jam. And, and, you know, previous lives, I, I think I mentioned before how much in that old Star Wars Galaxies MM, whatever it was, MM RPG Q5, game. Niner, yep. Yeah, it was like I I had a I had a sail barge in space that I basically just <laughs> decked out with uh, all the stuff you could pick up. So I would just like I spent half my time just re, like reorganizing my my museum in space. Oh, I <laughs> love that. wait till I hear the klaxons and then go running to the running to the cockpit to weren't you a wookie entertainer up. in that game uh i was though no, i i was a wookie i was a wookie my main character was a wookie bounty hunter who oh. then also became force sensitive when they allowed you to start doing that in the game and then i also did have a secondary twi'lek entertainer <laughs> who i would just when i was in, i was in grad school and i made yeah. money that way i actually i actually wrote a routine in it so i would just go to school for five hours and have the twilight just dance and play music for five hours and come back and i've made like basically i was like i was farming like remember they do yeah, that yeah, yeah. Stuff? Like, i was farming yeah, before farming. farming was a thing yeah <laughs> guys and then, I, and then i would also on, on tatooine there was a one place where i was just hunting womp rats with i put a routine for my wookie just walk around blasting womp racks for five five hours it was it was a weird time in my life but hey 
But awesome. My favorite That's gaming me. story of all time. Oh. I know. I'm imagining there's someone else out there who's like, yeah, there was this great Twilight yeah. Entertainer that I would just sit and watch <laughs> yeah. for hours. Just showering you with oh, I miss that game. Just making it rain. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah. Anything so, else on this? I think it's just cool game stuff. A lot of game stuff this week, really. Yeah. There's awesome. Yeah, I mentioned the Lego Star Wars Lego stuff too. Like, there's just they're doing a lot of things in a lot of different areas. I feel like their mandate with the games is similar to their mandates with the TV and other things, right? They're trying just trying a lot of different things, trying to make games accessible to a lot of different age ranges, and I appreciate that. Yeah, it does feel like with video games, they are reaching back to see what worked and like just copying it. I mean, that's what Battlefront and Battlefront Two are just essentially like a modern version of of an old game and this is kind of rogue squadron the next generation sort of affair um but uh yeah but it's cool you know yeah hopefully well, they they'll do now, that they've, now that they've got a successful triple a game that they're coming to sequel right with jedi fallen order i think that gives yeah. them a meeting room to try this other kind of smaller things these just see what works and maybe they get a hit on their hand yeah fallen order was so great right it really was that's yeah. totally my bag though that's my type of game. yeah same here um all right well great um, there's still only two games. <laughs> yeah, these don't until I'm playing that game. There's still only two, and then there'll be three. Then I'll we'll do a proper bumper. All right, it's excited to exciting to be back to Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. We have a bit of a catch up episode. We, they've uh, released three issues in the last three weeks, so we thought now that we have a good collection going, it might be fun to kind of break them down. Uh, we Let's have. Uh, Darth Vader number four, Bounty Hunters number four, and Doctor Afra number three. Uh, so let's start with Doctor, uh, or so let's start with Darth Vader. Let me pull it up. Okay, Darth Vader number four, Dark Heart of the Sith by Pak, Yenko, Manon, Karamanga, and Lee. Here's my short summary. Uh, on the way to Padme's tomb, Lord Vader battles nearly everyone and everything on Naboo, with the exception of C.O. Bibble and Jar Jar Binks. But hey, there's always issue number five. <laughs> uh, awesome. That's fantastic. It, you're not at all wrong, though. It was just like, it was this curtain call of Naboo characters yeah. that like yeah. had any screen time at all in force. There's even a, there's even a smattering of Mon Cala that came to, to, to fight him as well. Yeah, they got gruesomely <laughs> yeah. bisected, which was yeah, lovely. yeah. I mean, do we want to do we want to bury the lead, or do we want to talk about Rick Ole? I mean, that <laughs> was shocking. I, yeah, that took me by surprise. I was, I, I was surprised he was a foot soldier on the ground. You'd think he would have like a rusty old Naboo starfighter that he would do some damage. You would think so. And like, <laughs> granted, I mean, Rick Ole is not like a giant character, but. He's also considered kind of he's he's in Star Wars history. He's a bit of a funny little footnote of like when they released the toys way before uh, episode one came out, there was a Rick Olay toy. So everyone was speculating that Rick Olay was going to be the Han Solo of the new <laughs> series. Like, there was kind of that going around. And then he's I just vaguely this, remember that. Yeah. And then it was just basically he's just a pilot and he's there for a little bit. But like so he, he's endearing he's, for the time that he yeah, is on screen. Yeah, he's a very yeah. endearing kid. Uncle Olay. Yeah, exactly. And he points out a lot of things and 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 introduces the world in a lot of ways to Anakin. Right. Yeah. You know, like that's and that controls thing. the bitch. 
Yeah. Hey, you're pretty quick there, young hey. whippersnapper. It's just one big city. Um, and so, like... And it, this is a horrifying, horrifying yeah. uh, resolution they, to their relationship. I'm... I'm... I don't know how to say this because I don't I don't wish death on any character in a, in a book, um, but it is nice to see when it happens in the comics. Like, I don't know. This is, I don't know how if I'm saying this the right way, but like it means the comics are, are serious, right? They're willing yeah. to kill off a character that is a wellish known character. They're fittingly dark and tragic for Darth Vader. You know, this is fitting. This whole storyline is actually incredibly yeah. beautiful. Uh, especially at the, I found it incredibly surprising that he tries to spare the handmaidens. He says, please like get, look, walk away. I'm giving you this yeah. chance to walk. Away. I've never seen Vader allow yeah. anyone to walk away. It's, yeah. It rattled him. I mean, yeah. he was confronted with five like mirror images. of yeah. his <laughs> I know that yeah. wanted to fight him. And he's like, just don't. And I mean, so fitting how he dispensed with them all like five of them in the same way that he killed his wife. Right. But I don't like, so, that's the interesting thing is like, I did he kill them? Like he, I think no. I don't think he did. He just he force choked them and then right. Forced, well, he didn't. He them. didn't kill Padme either by choking her. No, just by breaking he, her heart. Yeah. Uh, Why did he didn't the, break any of their hearts? There was no love lost there. But can I mean, we talk about that forensics droid? Just and what he says throughout this fight. Where at one point yeah. at the end, when uh, when he does force push away the handmaidens just before that moment, the forensics droid's like, "Oh, they seem determined. You should finish them off, or you should yeah. finish them." Yeah. I was like, "What is he what? like a sinister forensics droid who's trying to take out any adversaries?" I I think he is a nihilist. Like yeah, he, he is a nihilist a droid. Eric. Because he was like, he was like, oh, you probably just doomed that species of aqua yeah. monsters. <laughs> yeah. And um, and he's like, what do you mean by that? Like, even Vader's like, what, where where are you getting at? Which and he's like, nothing. I just, I just give you, yeah, I just give you information. You you know, you do with it what you will, man. Yeah. yeah. Which is funny because like the last two droids he had, he had to like make into being evil droids right yeah. like he made triple zero and bt whatever and so it's just funny that he just he just kind of randomly came across another like i don't know he, uh neutral like or evil like i don't know it's nihilist the nihilist they believe in nothing yeah it's in nothing it must yeah. be exhausting it's like, <laughs> that droid is too much that droid is too much i kind of want to see it live action at this point it's hilarious. Um, but it, so, is, it is telling that he does not kill any of the handmaidens, right? Like, that's... Yet. Like, yet. But that's, you know, the Vader's got some weaknesses still, and Padme, right. Padme's still a weakness for him. And that's saying something, because we're now, like, like in the last Vader series, it took place directly after episode three, right? So yeah. we, he saw Vader kind of becoming the Vader that we know. This is Vader that's maybe like... It, so my question is, is he is his weakness coming across because he just learned about his son? That if yes. Vader had come across... Oh, sorry. These... Yeah, you already answered the question. You but, I, I, but I agree, but if like Vader <laughs> had come across... Cut to the chase. Uh, if Vader had come across the Handmaidens, say right after episode four or before, basically before he found out Luke was still alive, I have no doubt he just would have cut them all down. Like, I think his heart is opening back up, right? With, yeah. with knowing that Luke is there. And it's interesting. I mean, that, that scene where he does hesitate before, you know, dispensing with the handmaidens was telling, but the one right after it was even more showing more weakness from him when he saw his, um, the Bader snippet. I forget what kind of snippet. Uh, Jepar, it is. Jep Jep Poor, Japor snippet. 
I knew you would know that. Adam. I don't Thank know why. You. I can't. I know no names. I can never remember names, but Japur snippets in there. Cool. Yeah, it's just like stenciled into your brain. Yeah, um, yeah Japur snippet, and he he says, "I made this," and it was yeah. like the fact that he didn't refer to it as in like third person or something, or even referred to it at all. But uh, he referred to it in the first person, like that. That broke him. And yeah. I have to admit, in you know, um, Revenge of the Sith her you know body being taken away or you know paraded through naboo with the Japor snippet was powerful that was yeah it was scene. yeah it, it's a it's a yeah heartbreaking scene um and you even get him in this issue with the rick after rick Ole's, rick Ole, as he's being impaled says for padme and for anakin like that's the last words and you see the look on, I mean, there's, you can do so much of expressions, but he it's seems a panel of Vader when he says that, too. He yeah. says for Anakin, and it's just a panel of Vader. And Vader well, must be hearing these people oh, yeah. saying, like, this yeah. must be tearing him apart inside. But, they did that great thing with, like, I swear they contort the mask because the, the, yes. right, the illustrators can do it. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, it's a very Star Wars thing to look at a mask and feel emotion. And, like, yep. you can see him looking, just looking down with a red background. And it's like for Anakin, hearing for Anakin. I yeah. mean, that's really cool, man. It's like, that's him hearing, I was used to be a hero. People used to fuck, like, used to love me. <laughs> Fark. <laughs> she says it all the time. She yeah. says it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but like, people used to love me, and I was this great person, and I just gave that all yeah. away. Well, and I think I realize what this comic is now, which is, you know, the last Star Wars or last Darth Vader comic run was about his path into becoming the Vader we see in episode four, right? The big evil. And this is the opposite, right? This is the journey we see of him. Like, like the, the Vader we see in episode six is very different from the Vader we see in episode five. Even when we first see him, like with Luke on Endor, um, when Luke sacrifices or, or, or gives himself up, like at yeah. that point, and then you know that Vader is not completely evil, right? He he looks at the he, there's just that feeling every time you just know something has changed inside him. I think he even calls him son at that point, maybe yeah. or something. And right. so, like, I like that this series is now going to be yes. that evolution, right? Where he's still a badass. Like this, this issue is him just cutting people down, destroying monsters, still being a Sith. But we see him starting to come back to the light a little bit, and I think that's interesting. Right. And it's he's fast. now at the very end of this issue venturing into Padme's tomb, which yeah, like, it's I'm excited possibly to see what's inside there. Straight up see Padme's body, right? Yeah, like that's essentially gonna... going to use the force to peer into or have a force vision in that moment to touching Padme's Ooh, body. I love that idea. Yeah. It, it's but, interesting um, too, right? Because I think the last Vader series ended with him trying to bring her back right like that was yeah. that the last year like the last thing yeah that he was at the va he was at the vader the the castle vader. mom and right. all that stuff and then so it's interesting that we are going to get him now 20 well maybe not 20 years later but yeah about probably like 20 years after that that experience he's actually going to be probably encountering her body for the first time it's, yeah it's yikes it's gonna be a good issue yeah. and finally just uh I, there's a panel in here that might be one of my favorite Vader panels of all time. Mm. Um, it's the reflection of Vader in the pupil of the Sando Aqua Monster. Did you see that panel? Yeah. 
Yeah, that, that panel is... is nuts. If I get a poster of that, I'd be very happy. <laughs> that would be bonkers. <laughs> yeah, so Grant, you were looking forward to this fight so much. We knew what the poor fate of the Sando Aqua Monster, what it was going to be, and we've been talking about it for a couple weeks now. Did it live up to the hype? Was it what you expected? This is exactly as I imagined, honestly. I, I knew that Vader was going to straddle the monster's neck or head and just plunge his saber inside and and end it and that's what exactly what he did and it was just it's just it's just we, it's gonna be strange now going back to the phantom menace and seeing oh, that yeah. thing and just being like you know what vader vader takes that Vader yeah. kills that one probably that giant thing um, yeah yeah I, I i said this in the other episode as well i was i was holding out hope for a little like in the belly of the beast segment where we see him in me the too i was actually yeah. i was actually hoping that would happen where he would be inside there for a minute and because his, of his suit he's able to his life support system he's able to survive in there yeah for well, he is... of time because no one else going into the belly of a beast makes sense no. other than vader because he would yeah possibly yeah. survive it, but we get no internal we get nothing right we don't get any yeah. any of them no. because I, I, it is fun like it is kind of that thing where i like there's actually like three or four pages before he cuts himself out because like you all know the second he yeah. follows vader like we're gonna get vader chopping his way out yeah. so i just love it there's like three three pages just like and now is it gonna happen is now yeah. oh there we go like yeah yeah, it was great. It would have been a useless story, but there was a part of me that's like wanted to find another like cohabitating symbiotic like civilization inside the monster. Sure. I mean, yeah. they said it was, you know, over 900 years old. Like, you know, it could be people that don't even know they're inside a monster and could go down that. But it's like, I like this story better. <laughs> let's, let's get back to this curtain call of like Nabu heroes. Amazing if there's a five issue arc in the middle of it of him yeah. just like <laughs> interacting yeah. with this civilization in the belly of the beast right they think they've they've um encountered god but exactly it's like yeah. vader and they're like yeah. oh my gosh where where'd you come from you know we uh, we live in the whole known universe and like he's got a whatever anywho um yeah awesome fun cool. issue really really liked it uh yeah. excited to see what happens next um, might get more serious, might be more emotional in this next issue. So I'm looking forward to that. I think so. They're doing real, real good work over there. At Cliffhangers like every issue is ending in like immediately wanting me to, to to read the next story, which is solid. Yeah. What you said, Adam, is making this kind of my I, the most compelling um, comic out right now for me. Um, just watching his sort of soft Vader softening and sort of like getting back in touch with Anakin a little bit. Yeah, flirting, flirting with his old self. Yeah, yeah, makes it makes it pretty powerful. Um, all right, so the the next uh, comic we are going to talk about is Bounty Hunters number four, Hunters Mutiny, uh, Mutiny. Sorry, Hunters Mutiny, and it is by Sax, Villanelli, Prianto, and Lanham. Um, and so pretty much what happened here: uh, Valance and Tonga, Tianga. Finally, catch up with Nakano Lash and her ward, Cadelia, uh, where we learn the tragic truth of why the bounty hunter's original job went so, so wrong. Um, yeah, I didn't ex actually expect to get this information in this episode, but we, we finally get some first person storytelling from uh, Nakano Lash about the incident that broke up this um, yeah. band. I'm glad we did. I turned a corner in this issue. Of, hmm. of 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 the series, I've, as I think we've talked about it before, yeah. I'm not a 
We had a huge tough review in the last episode. Yeah, not a huge fan. Still not a huge fan of Valance, but I I appreciated the storytelling in this issue and the way it a couple of the turns it took, and it made me um felt like there was a deeper connection with the characters than I felt in the past three episodes, where it just felt like oh these these other new interesting characters are just bouncing around, and I'm not quite sure what their purpose is. And now this being revealed, so I'm starting to like the world they're building in this comic. Yeah, I really like this Nakano Lash character, and I like this arc, and I like this almost Romeo and Juliet story of, uh, between the, these two criminal syndicates, the Mourner's Whale and the uh, Unbroken Clan. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. These are pretty cool, cool names. syndicate names. Yeah. Um, I really like that aspect. I like that the story kind of feels like Reservoir Dogs or, or Godfather 2, where it's like there's a, you know, there's a heist or a criminal scenario, or in this case, a bounty that goes wrong because of a you know a, a dirty player or you know a mole or you know someone in, on the inside who's yeah you know, who's betrayed them which i really really like that storyline for for these characters for these bounty hunters so I'm, I'm super into the story uh i like um i like that rusan is can canon in this comic, yeah which is really cool because <laughs> yeah. i'm like oh nikano's on rusan wait and, so what's uh, uh, rusan from um refresh my memory it's from the old um Star Wars main run uh, where they did the Tales of the Jedi. Not not Tales of the Jedi, but I believe it was um, they did the Battle of Rusan and the Darth Bane stuff, I think, in the Star Wars main run at one point. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I had Dark, 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 Dark like, Horse comics. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But um, that's cool. Um, Oris <laughs> gets taken out, and that was possibly yeah. my favorite moment of this comic, where we've seen this Oris character throughout this comic, which I didn't know he was a the specian i didn't know that until this issue because i think he's always been in the shadows mostly like i i feel like he's always been like portrait mode like belly button up we've seen him but he's like oh he's a snake with arms yeah i i don't think they showed that or or if they did i just missed it it was not done very yeah i agreed i was like wait what's happening now but he's the same species as that uh that jedi master from the yeah uh rance master rancisis or whatever i don't forget his first name really yeah Yeah. but he's that he's on the council uh yeah in episode one i think it's episode one yeah. yeah all right i gotta go back and do some yeah because they have his chair it's just like a thing where you can coil up on it's pretty cool all right um and boba fett action we get some boba fett action in this game. yeah yeah <laughs> dude there. entrance with boba fett just like indiscriminately killing the first person he sees and then starts asking questions Amazing. yeah they're really they're trying to like they're trying to Badassify, <laughs> yeah. That's a word. Boba Fett in this. In this it is now. Yeah, like where I'm like, okay, yeah. Um, that was a good way to do it, though. You got to, you have to up the stakes with Boba Fett. He can't he, just be he, some. Supposed know, to, trying to, they're trying to up the lethality of Boba Fett. Yeah, that's what that's I feel. A, I feel yeah. like he's like a hyper lethal character, whereas other yeah. characters are just these. They can gallivant and, and be swashbucklers in this this comic in this kind of opera space opera setting. Whereas Boba Fett is like almost a lethal lethal killer, and it turns into almost like a hitman piece whenever he enters, and it gets really yes. dark. Yeah, like that's like kind of what I'm feeling with this character. I feel like there's this massive setup for the Mandalorian and what we might see. I was wondering about Fett that in the Mandalorian. Right? Yeah, if if they're kind of doing like if it's like um, you know um, you know it, the, every time he enters a scene someone should die right yeah. like it's, it feels yeah. like that like it's like it's uh yeah it's just it's there and this issue kind of harkened back to that uh that issue of the age of Re- rebellion series the job of the hut issue we were talking before 
uh, we went on air about yeah. how, how fun that issue was where Jabba kind of plays these three factions against each other. And then at the end, oh, Boba, yeah, Fett, that was Boba Fett is just picking people off from the dunes. Like that was a really, really cool issue. Um, and uh, again, it seems like he may be that mysterious gunman that they, that they, that yeah. uh, Nakano Lash brings up in the flash. Are, they, in this. are yeah. they making him like Chekhov's Boba Fett, right? Like any time <laughs> exactly. act one, you see you show Boba Fett in act one, and he's got to be used in act three to kill someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Chekhov's Boba Fett. Another great T-shirt idea. Um, <laughs> great. Uh, I actually really like the Bosk part of this episode. Yeah. Yeah, um, I thought the way that they sort of that they wrote Bosk, I was like, yeah, that's boss. Like he's chained to a, a pillar and he's swearing death on all of his enemies. You know, like that's great. And he's been there for, I don't know, a week. Like he'll be there another like I, <laughs> he's still stuck there, you know, but he's a lot of bluster, a lot of talk. Uh, but, you know, sometimes he loses to cyborgs. Yeah. Um, all fun, fun issue. Um, kind of sad that Tonga gets taken out i was oh, tragic it, just like her brother like essentially a lot of graphic match transitional work in yes. this and just mirroring of events in this <laughs> issue and there's more of that going on in these comics i've yeah i've the, did that all over the place the fatalism stuff too is just like i think reading this after like after last week we talked about free fall right which is that like yeah. young adult novel but there's that character who's just spent her entire life seeking revenge and then just like <laughs> Dies. Right. Like I'm like fatalism in this stuff's getting a little dark for me. Yeah. Like I don't know. I don't know if I can deal with this in 2020. I mean, yeah, that was an awesome part of that book, actually. Like really under like I didn't think she tell, was gonna die. Yeah, I know. Who who would have thought that? But Segura was like, like we I can't medic make her like have it. Like, what if she spent her whole life for this and then just loses to the one nice. person she was trying to yeah. and it never it literally never happens in any story. It's no. pretty great that he got to do it there. Um, awesome. Shall we uh, move on to Afra? Let's do it. We say everything yeah. there was to say. I mean, I, I like this because there's very little balance. He didn't talk much. You of course, but like, that's why I liked it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just but but again, I like, like oh yeah, but my old hand blaster wins the day again. Can I? I can hate balance, right? I don't hate the writing. I think he's written the way he is, and it's good. I don't. I don't. I don't think he's like a bad character. I'm not saying that. But the character that has been written, I hate that person. Yes, I, I think that's fair. And I don't know if that's not what they're going for. Like, maybe that's what they're actually going yeah. for. Because up until this point, I did not enjoy the series, to be honest. And I hated Valance. And this issue, I'm enjoying the series and still hating Valance. <laughs> and, if, Valance and if they yeah. can pull that off, I will I will read this because he's just basically going to be the new Dengar for me. Right. Like, yeah. basically, it's like making Dengar center where I'm like, I hate this character, but I love the series. Right. Like, oh. I, I would love for Dengar to just like <laughs> just like casually blow Valance away one day and just like I, that's the end of his arc. That'd be great. That would probably be the one thing where I'm like, now I like Dengar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, what I'd miss. Oh, now I hate Dengar again. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I feel like this issue was pretty val like light on balance. Yeah. For the most yeah, part. Actually. So that's why I, that, that's why yeah. I like it. And Nakano Lash, that character shined in this issue, which I was I was happy about. I love aliens. I love Nautilans. I love I love all that kind of stuff. Give me more aliens. Give me a give me a main run about aliens. Like honestly. Yeah. At this I point, would, Nakano I, Lash could have had her own series or, or something. Like one of these compelling characters in here. You could I run think, with them. Yeah, I think part of the critique 
from last time we talked about body hunters is like i think i might have kind of gone off when i was going off on it i was just kind of saying like the series is called bounty hunters it's not called valance right like so we don't need valance in every single like panel and i feel like this is the issue where they're starting to build that world out a little larger and realizing that, yes valance is probably going to be one of the main characters but we can tell stories of the other bounty hunters as well yeah it'd be great if he died at the end of the series and then the next bounty hunters arc they follow a different bounty hunter like Bosk, maybe. I was like, a Death Trooper series would be pretty cool. You know, going back to the mm. Vader comic. I was like, because I think the Death Troopers explored an alphabet squad in the first book. Like, there's a yes, let's talk about. I was like, that's a fascinating character. Give me that comic series of yeah. just a Death Trooper. Yeah, because weren't there like ex Death Troopers or something in yeah. the squad camps in the in in the prison camps? I forgot after. about that scene. That was great. Yeah, yeah, they were like they had to go in uh, like yeah, casual dress. They had to not wear their armor. Right. So weird. Yeah, they were yeah. like yeah, like hyper marines, just like programmed like automaton human beings, just like socially brainwashed. They were great, and like and also they were um, right. They were modified. They were genetically enhanced and um, you know enhanced with uh, cybernetics and stuff too. Yeah, they're pretty yeah. fascinating. I would love a post empire or a post like the fall of the empire. The what do you call them? Shattered empire? Is that shattered the, empire. the shattered empire? empire. I think love. that's now they're yeah. they're trying to make that a thing, which I'm wholeheartedly for. Yeah. But like a, a story plot during the shattered empire era of death troopers who are just kind of like become like mercenaries or like you know what I mean? Like what's yeah? What's they'd the have to be mercenaries. Yeah, it'd be interesting. There's no way Let's the Shattered Empire refers to themselves as the Shattered Empire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's no way they they use that title. Yeah. No, but it's a great way to reference yeah. that um, that time period. I do yeah, love, period yeah, of I, I love that. Yeah. Because yeah. we still haven't like, yeah. figured out what the war is called yet in the sequel trilogy, right? Like, we don't have a specific. No. It's like the Hosnian Prime incident. Yeah. The battle, it ended up being the Cataclysm. Battle of Exegol. Yeah, it might be it might be the Battle of Exegol. But like so I feel like we're starting to figure out what these errors are called. Like the Shattered Empire and then the rise of the New Republic, I guess would be the next error. Like it's just interesting. Like I and oh, yeah. anyway, there's gonna be another one. They're gonna fit in another one in that thirty five years. There's gonna be like this Chiss Wars. Well, doesn't or it become like it was a Galactic Civil War and then doesn't it become a sort of galactic cold war after that? Because don't like doesn't the first yep. order kind of start in yeah. secrecy and there's all this kind of and the centrists rise or but like yeah, it's exactly politics, right. so, like it's weird. It gets but weird. It's so cold. It's like near absolute zero because they don't even realize the 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 first order is out there until pretty right. close to uh, Force Awakens. Right. Like they're just out there doing their well, stuff. General Organa does. She creates that militia in direct yeah. response to the first order. She but sees what's only, happening. But that's only a few years, right? Like a few well, years. Before, I mean, she gets before. whiffs of it in Bloodlines. Oh, right. Bloodlines. When does Bloodlines take place? Because uh, pretty soon, right it, before Battle of Jakku, yeah, because it's near Ben's. Because also that comes out at that same time is that they find out, right? It comes public knowledge that oh, it's definitely after Jakku then, because Ben is, is in. Um, he's with his with Luke at that point, right? I think so. I don't know that yeah, whole time. Yeah, it is. Fuzzy. He is. He's gone. Um, uh, during Bloodlines, she's alone. Like so it's probably like five years before. Yeah, is that a good. Yes, probably five years before. So it could be less than that, though. You might actually, you might be right, and I'm shooting, I'm 
going against my own thing. It's because I don't think, well, I don't know how long Ben spent with Luke five years. That's probably a safe guess. Unclear. Yeah. Clear. But I think it might be like only three or four. Yeah. You know, anyways, we spun that one right out of control. Shall we move on to Afro? Let's do speciality. So this is this, uh, the newest Afra is Afra number three, fortune and fate part three turnabout, uh, written by Alyssa Wong. The artist is, uh, Marika Cresta, color artist, Rachel Rosenberg, letter VCs, Joe's Car- Joe Caramanga cover Valentina Remenar on this issue. This, uh, the original run, um, a little summary here. Separated in the ancient city on Dianth, Afra and Dita use their persuasive talents and thinly veiled acts to trick Tag's armed security force into opening doors and triggering booby traps until they reach the fabled architect's chamber, while Eustacia, Black Kay, and Just Lucky navigate stone passages to find the Red Ring of Valet. When the Tomb Raiders reunite, a chain betrayal occurs until Just Lucky comes out on top, revealing he's been working with Tag all along. So, uh, excellent synopsis. That was the issue, and it was a lot of... There was a lot that went on there, but you, you summarized that nicely... Just to jump right to the, I don't know, to that ex- exciting betrayal, wasn't um, just lucky the one that was like, you know what? He's he like even told the other person like, well, there's probably a spy among us because like, <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, he was like, he's like, someone's got to say this. These dimwits haven't gotten it yet. Like, yeah, I mean, I think I said this off air. Uh, Doctor Afra is Indiana Jones. Right. With a little little less, a little less, uh, maybe a little more chaotic yeah. to her. But like this is just they, not just that. Sorry, I didn't say it. I said that in a way it sounded dismissive, but I don't. But but they're making the just lucky character, basically the Elsa character from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Right. Like yeah. this idea of like he's a Nazi. Right. He's a secret Nazi. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought this yeah. was super fun. I love the uh, the Dita character. I think she's really cool design. She seems yeah. sort of like fragile and innocent in the beginning, but then she reveals her true self in this issue where she's just like this, you know, uh, calculating, uh, uh, you know, uh, kind of, ex- uh, re- uh, explorer who just wants to just get recognition amongst her peers and her yeah. professors and all this kind of stuff. It's, it was cool to like understand who she is in this yeah. issue. Cause right. I, I think before this issue, you kind of, she was kind of hiding who she was, which was, really yeah. Cool. Yes. And I really enjoyed they they did that really great storytelling through panel design, which is one of my favorite things in comics. That I don't think they do enough or get stuff attention. There was that. I can't remember what comic series there was, but basically where the it's one of the um, it's just one of the ones where the uh, basically the Star Destroyer goes through an Exegorth. Remember that? And the right, panel I design was, was like yeah. like. Like I love storytelling through panel design, and they did it twice in this issue. And there was one where they have split storytelling of the of the two teams going to two different antechambers, and they just had it right down the line, like cut, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. And then when they had like when they basically had the reveal of the grad student, right? They did the Afra's telling her you're just like me right like guessing right. her story and i love the panel design it just <laughs> kind of split right down the middle and just the parallels between the two characters story and i thought that was really well done yeah it was cool when afro was like i would have i would have done the same thing at your age like that was cool i was like oh this is yeah. like a proto afro this character she's kind of she could be that the next afro-esque character can i get 
real deep about panel design for one second and then we yeah yeah, we'll yeah get into it. some because panels. i just noticed that i was looking at this this it's i don't have the page number but it's towards the end and and so afro's explaining the story and the crack down the middle starts very narrow at the top and at the bottom it's much wider showing oh, that their oh. paths are getting dividing as they get further along that they, they slightly although they start in similar places they have very similar things going on by the end they become some different two different people like i just think that's really like again like we don't give enough credit to panel design as storytelling in comics and i think that's really important that it's a visual medium that sometimes we forget that that you can tell a story just by doing something like that but if you see the the crack down the middle becomes much larger at the very bottom because their their stories have gone separate ways right and there's even the uh there's even a split frame for afra and eustacia as well at one point in the issue which is pretty cool as they're discovering as they're kind of having that that kind of that real that sense of discovery yeah that's a fun that's a cool that's a really cool panel yeah i like that panel a lot all right we can move on but i just i thought that was really that stood out to me sometimes i rush through a comic i really like this professor oka character yes i'm a big fan i really hope that that we carry on with this character because it's just really really cool yeah she's a great character yeah i had a lot of fun with this one definitely that you i just love the way it was drawn i mean I, i what is the name of i'm sorry i'm forgetting her name and i can't dig it up the blue hair white outfit um Dita, Dita, I think. Dita, Dita, thank yeah. you. Dita yeah. Yao, I believe her name is. Yeah. Right. It's like, so I totally underestimated her in the past few episodes, but the way she's drawn, you can tell she's like acting around like other people. And yeah, so yeah. it just like gives you a hint. And then you're like, wait, she's like got another side to her. Yeah, there's more he, to her, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. So it was just really organic the way they displayed her change. And um, that was fun. Yeah uh totally i they did a really good job of like there's that scene where she's they're both she and afro are kind of leading them into traps and you just you're right ben they like overdraw some of her yeah. expressions which clearly illustrate this yeah it's really done well um i have a few things to ask or yeah to ask one it's interesting because at the very beginning of the issue where they get split up where um the characters fall to their to their seeming deaths. Afra actually seems to think they died and does seem to throw them under the bus pretty quickly. And I was trying to figure out if she was playing them or if she actually thought they were dead. And I think she actually thought they were dead. I'm going to go the other way. No, I and think it, she was. Yeah, she was she acting. Says, well, she She's says there. Here's my reasoning, because on page three or two, two of the issue, she says she's looking down the pit and she says out loud uh, Stasia, and then very under her breath says, I'm so sorry, which seems to suggest that she actually believes they're dead because she's not acting for the others. At some point, does she figure out they're alive? I'm trying to think if she maybe hears them down there. Like, I don't well, know. It doesn't make any sense that the people down in the pit can hear them and they can't hear the people down in the pit. Right. You know, yeah. except other than the fact that maybe they're whispering or they're trying to keep their selves hidden. Yeah. But like, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like Afra sees something because Afra always sees something. Maybe that she's being, maybe she's yeah. being apologetic because she has to divert her attention to deal with Tog's Tog's maybe. man. Yeah, and start maybe she distracting was just like, them and start. Yeah, she was that. sorry about Black K. I think. Yeah, she, she does. Like, she did say she maybe it was just about him. She was like, "Oh, maybe. sorry, you have to deal with them, Black K, by yourself. Like I'm always letting you down." All right. Second question: What's up with the zombies? Oh. 
TBD, man. Uh, Autographs? No. I think they're there. I think they are the undead spirits of the people that messed around with these rings in the first place. All right. So you're going like full ghosts. You're going mystical. I'm going to go science. No, I I think, I mean, it can still be science. It's like, well, yeah, you're right. I guess I am going mystical, but like this sort of like, oh, it'll keep you alive forever. Yeah. Like that's what it's doing, but it's not what you wanted. Which they could totally do. Because remember, this is the, this is the comic where they had a sentient cloud of spores that were force sensitive or something remember so like could totally be ghosts i just i don't know i always try to go there no but i, I think it's they're not ghosts they're not dead there's like something kept them alive for mm. you know an unnaturally long time but it was like still like in symbionts with the with the structure of the the place like they have to stay in there or be part of it i'm more yeah. weirded out by the giant like puppet hands, hands. like the maquette yeah, yeah. those are was weird those just are hands came out of nowhere, seemingly nowhere out of the pit that I thought, but like just come out of that ground and just start grabbing people, but then not really doing anything with them, just holding them like dolls. Yeah. I mean, it kind of reminded me of the, the guardians in Jedi temple, Jedi fallen order, right? Like those like robots, those giant robot things that came alive that you'd have to fight. Like it seemed to me, I'm just yeah. like, yeah, it's just, it's just temple guardians or something i don't but, know but i mean each fist was as big as a temple guardian yeah yeah it was huge yeah definitely yeah it looks like the, i mean those zombies have to be the people who were afflicted by the ring a long yeah. time ago, yep. right like yep. if they're not if there's some sort of like if they're like i don't know if they're like some sort of tree or some sort of biological entity of some kind that's like growing in the temple like i don't that's just weird to me. They they have to be the people of the story. If they've built out the story that thus far, that it's it's like these people. At one point, someone used these rings, and a lot of people suffered. And basically, yeah, there's even Wasn't... like on the wall. There's like picnic. Not, there's like reliefs of like or engravings of like designs of uh, people suffering and someone right. wearing. It's all I so know. I take it as those zombies have to be those people from long ago. But then the rings could have a scientific. There could be a scientific. Right. It could yeah. like download their. It could yeah. be like downloading their whatever their consciousness or a copy of their consciousness. All I know is I cannot wait for the two paragraph exposition dump explanation that Doctor Afra serves up so well. <laughs> like yeah. just like like yeah. I, there was somebody in the in the early in the side was it the Spurrier version of dr afro or i think i would just read out these things on the podcast because i'm like what does that mean right yeah she has always has like a sherlock holmes moment right yeah pretty much yeah i and i'm sure she's already had it at this point we just don't know it right i'm sure all this is moving to her to her plans i'm looking at these zombies and they look humanoid in nature and they don't look robotic at all yet the like the puppet hands seem very robotic so it's yeah. like i i don't know how this is like cohesive the but they literally disappear right from one second to the next so yeah. they're projections of some kind whether they're psychic projections or you know scientific projections so right they don't know if they're all tripping still like they're still like did you see that uh, that's true too they could be yeah well i don't know yeah yeah, they could just be hallucinating through this whole place. It was just like they got sprayed with some sort of neurotoxin. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Cur- the, 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 the rings are cursed, essentially. So, Right. So the one ring they found, I, I thought they were going to all find all five in a packaging, but I'm kind of excited that they're piecemealing this out. It was the ring of, it's the ring of fortune, right? 
Is that what it's called? I forget. Was that yeah? It was so. It was the Ring of Fortune. I say, like I know for sure, certain. Um, which is sort of funny that Lucky, just Lucky, is the one that holds the Ring of Fortune. Right. Um, so I don't know. So there's, I mean, we're obviously that's going to come to bear, and it's not going to be good for just Lucky. No, no, he's not. Yeah, he's not long. <laughs> I'm sure he's there's Again, it's going to be. We all know what happens to Elsa, right? Well, like, I'm guessing he's going to end up putting it on and it's going to. Oh, sure. Yeah. Things are going to go bad. Right. I mean, so is this going to be a five part arc? You think? I don't know. I guess probably five or six. Like they tend to go six with these things. But yeah, I think you need sex to tell uh, this story because you've got four more rings to find. I know we can't go by the cover, but Afra is holding that ring on the cover of the next issue. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, I know. I know, I know. I'm just, I'm we'll interested. See. Yeah. But I mean, that second ring has to make an appearance, right? It's so. still my theory that Afra puts on both rings and she always gets you know involved. She always gets to the center of whatever the science is or whatever the mysticism is. She kind of. I feel like she's going to put on both or something like that. I think so. I mean, we're definitely going to get a Twilight Zone reveal of what happens when you put on both rings, right? Like the promise is yeah. Because be I want like, to see what both, what both, what what it's like to have both rings. There's more than two, though, right? There's at least three, right? I thought it was no, just the two. two. No, there's only two. Yeah, there's, I thought there was three. It was like Fortune, Long Life, and another one. No, it's just two. Well, it was just two. Two. I could be wrong. All right. I I. If you both say that, then I apologize. <laughs> then I guess they only need. Yeah, it's kind of the differentiator from Lord of the Rings. It's the two rings. Like right. Yeah. OK. And I'm thinking of the five rings of men. Yeah. Those nine <laughs> rings of men. Yeah. Anyways, you guys are the Lord of the Rings guys. But yeah. <laughs> um, oh, and so they were bummed out because the other ring wasn't there in the glass case where it should have been. That's right. All right. Though because someone used know. it. Someone used it, and that's where all the zombies are coming. From. And maybe yeah. someone's still running around there with the ring on. Right, that's the long life ring. That would make sense why it all went wrong. Someone like you have to use both in order for them to work. If you only use one, it's like hyper cursed, and so right. Awesome. It makes sense. All speculation, but I'm excited. To Zombie see machine. Sciences. Yeah. Very cool. Afra is always fun. Uh, still, probably my favorite comic out there. Vader is very good. Um, Bounty Hunter's good. Star Wars main run's incredible, but Afra is just, it's something special with all the, the where they go, the adventures. It's fun. Yeah. Stuff. So far, yeah, the so. kind of, the post-Empire reset of the comics is pretty strong. I'm enjoying oh, yeah. all, all four oh. of them, and uh, we'll see. Unfortunately, I don't think there's anything coming out next week, so it's going to be a while before we have another one, but I kind of like this uh, building up three or four issues and going through them in one big segment. Yeah, it works better. It works better than just doing yeah. one at a time and just piecemeal. It's better to have just do, you know, two to three when you yeah. can. Yeah, and they're, you know, we know that these um, stories are all running on the exact same timeline. So um, there could be some fun synergy going forward. So it'd be fun to do a bunch of these at a time. Yeah, uh, agreed. Rad. You know it is possible to change fate. There are infinite paths and infinite possibilities, but you must open the door. All right, welcome back to our Infinities segment. We went over a lot of Infinities, I think a few episodes back, but there's one glaring Infinity that I don't think we went over, and that is what if Anakin walks away from the fight on Mustafar. 
What if Anakin slays Obi-Wan Kenobi, possibly usurps Palpatine, and then becomes a sort of autocratic dictator of sorts, an emperor, you could say, and maybe maybe acts with a utilitarian sort of perspective and political alignment and fixes the galaxy much like he does droids or starships or pod racers going out of his way to make the world the galaxy a better place i mean we've talked about this before that like it seems that lucas has this idea about this like benevolent dictator like what if right. that he like thinks that actually would be the best way to yeah. rule you know I mean, George Lucas is not the most noted poli-sci engaged person. He doesn't seem engaged at all in the political ongoings of, um, you know, America or the world. But um, yeah. this is this is kind of his vision. So, like, what if that happened? It's it's a fascinating question. Right. And it's what it's what Anakin proposes in episode two. Right. Yeah. When they're rolling right. around in the grass on the boo, he starts talking about like, you know, what if there was just one person who decided and decided what was right and made it so basically. Right. It seems like this is the path that's teased the entire time that Anakin could rise to be a person of great power who could dictate much of the galaxy, yeah. which he does when the empire rules and with an iron fist. And he does have a lot of power, but he is second to the emperor. And I have I have to think as a storyteller that if Anakin was able to defeat Obi-Wan in that fateful battle on Mustafar, that I think, you know, with his full body intact, not not needing mechanized limbs and me a mechanized body a cybernetic body i think he would have then tried to usurp palpatine i think he would have followed the path of the sith yes. and tried to yeah. take out his master i think that's what would have happened and then i think anakin could have had a change of heart because i think there was always a a glimmer of of light inside anakin even though he had done such a, a right. you know, despicable things so i have like uh, so i think I, I think he would yeah. i think he would be Someone who I think he would do still he would still follow the path in which of which George teases throughout the prequels in that he would try to do good or try to keep order and do good and not really go out of his way to be malicious. I don't think he's the malicious type. I don't think he's like Sidious or I don't think he's uh, would rule like Palpatine. Right. I mean, he's still he would still be of the dark side. Right. So I wouldn't necessarily trust his. But but you're right. He wouldn't be. So something just popped in my head then if we're going to like tease this out so let's game I also, it out I, let's game it out i almost kind of i almost kind of i want to put one thing on the table that we can come back to i almost kind of want to just complete reverse this and so what happens is we get we get obi-wan as a burned husk and there's a there's now a cybernetic obi-wan wandering around we'll <laughs> oh, leave no, that, that's that. the comic now that's but, the we'll leave that one alone for now we'll come back to that baby but I let's say like let's say whatever, yeah exactly so whatever happens to obi-wan whatever anakin's fine walks away goes back to the shuttle padme's there padme's still dead not dead she's though she's alive because oh, she's not right so not he gets padme. to her first yeah because guys, because so does that mean that apologizes padme, and saves her life right padme live then and then the light again he turns on palpatine he becomes that ruler that he always said he would become all right and, but order 66 has already happened correct yep he's already slaughtered Long younglings so he's he's of the dark. Yeah, that's that's unforgivable. And that's why I feel like he would never become that leader, given what he did. But it is interesting that George teases this idea that if Anakin were to have remained good, he would have become this kind of, I think, this wonderful. I Obviously, 
it's a benevolent dictator position, but if he were to rule the galaxy, I think he would he would fix it, much like he does everything else in his... He would try to, right? He I think would that try to. Issue. Like, but I, I, I mean, I've got to say, I, I'm going to actually stick to my guns with this. I think Padme dies because she already knows all the terrible Order 66 stuff he's done. Yeah. And I don't think there's any bringing her back from that. And he may try to use force, whatever. But like, I think she still dies of a broken heart. I'm fine with that. And I think that's I think that makes sense. But then it also means that he has the twins. Oh, yeah, that means he has kids. So he's now raising Luke and Leia to be in his own image. Yeah. So now can we just have this alternate universe? This is a very interesting. Dark, I'm like, like yeah. let's have a comic series. Because then you have those like dark Luke, dark Leia prodigies. Right. Yeah, like, trying to take over the galaxy. And maybe one turns good. Maybe it's inverted. Maybe one turns good in the stories. Yeah, it's told from the dark per, uh, side perspective. But one one of the children becomes of the Anakin, light. Yeah, Anakin is uh, he. He's a very naive character, right? He's very naive in terms of how he sees the world, um, because he sees it as this giant machine, like you say, like a, like a droid that he can fix. So my thought is that, yes, he would probably turn on Palpatine because he's I think he would still see Palpatine as evil. Right. I think I think Luke is I mean, I think Anakin's delusional enough to see himself. Yes, he fell to the dark side, but it's a means to an end. Right. He's yeah, very exactly. So he's actually doing it for good. Good. Right. Whatever that he's still not doing good, but he sees it as doing good. He sees himself as a hero. He'd see Palpatine as manipulative and evil. However, does he use the mechanisms set up by Palpatine like the empire surrounding him because if he does i see him i i see coups happening very quickly like i right like i see like because he's not going to see that going on like he's not going to be aware that there's a cabal behind him trying to basically i i okay gonna get political for a second guys i would see anakin as george w bush In some ways, which is actually kind of what he was, I think, what he was going, what George was going for at the time, right? He was George W. and 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 uh, and uh, Palpatine was uh, was uh, no, was um, um, uh, Cheney, Cheney, Dick Cheney, oh. and Carl Rove, right? Basically, oh, yeah. So, so part of me is just like he's just he's he, I just see him as like falling prey to the political machine behind him. Yeah. It would be, it's, yeah, it's I don't, just not I don't the know. mastermind that Palpatine is, you know, he doesn't. And besides, like, there's so many layers to what Palpatine had developed at that point. Like, I don't think any Anakin won't be able to control it. It'll end up controlling him. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's but I, 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 mean, I like the workman, like, sort of like he's going to be a technician leader. I mean, if they do yeah. fall in line behind him, like, all right, well, you killed the Sith. So now we follow you. You are the Supreme Sith. Who then, would Anakin reach out to, though, up, up, upon usurping Palpatine? Uh, who would be his first? Who, where would his political alliances be? Well, I think it would be like Yuptashu and like those <laughs> really? like Anakarons would just be there. Like uh, Masameda, they'd just be like there, you know, yeah, they would be, be like, they be would nearby. be like, OK, now we serve you, my lord. And then they'd like, you know, that would be how he controlled the levers of power. Right. Yeah. And who did he who did he work with a lot during the Clone Wars? Uh, Admiral wise was Tarkin, it Tarkin and Wolf. Was it Wolf? Ularan? Because I'm Ularin. thinking he would. No, with I'm thinking he would only trust the clone troopers and create I was an entire ask, political system built yeah. upon the clone troopers. And those clone troopers would be act as a sort of senate and act as 
the political system for the game. I was because I think that's that's what Anakin's all about. It's like his brothers in com in war. Yeah, he does. He promotes Rex and like Cody. That's what I think he would do. Weirdly, that's organically the path I feel like he would take. I think I think that's true. I think because he's not he's a little naive when it comes to politics. I don't think he totally understands the machinery like you guys are talking about. But you're right. He would not get rid of the clones like Palpatine did, right? I think he would keep them as a big part of the arm as as part of the the army and and the political system, right? He'll be like a yeah. Don't you feel like the rebellion still forms though? Yes. Like is you know Bail Organa is not trusting Emperor Skywalker. So that's the issue is the the yes the rebellion still forms, but there's no Luke, there's no Leia, <laughs> there's no Obi Wan, there's still Yoda. Yeah. So Yoda's we'll still. Give, we'll let, let Yoda. Yeah, there's Caleb Doom. AKA, yeah. Um, Kanan Jarrus. There's there's yeah. There's, well, one of the twins. There, one of the twins has to turn good for this Infinities to actually yes, be an to, interesting to have because there is yeah, balance, right? It almost like they almost both need to turn good. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, why not? I mean, or is Ezra the new hope? Right, because Ezra's floating around, right, and then maybe Yoda pegs him through the Force to kind the of Calcestis. I mean, Cal I, I don't know, maybe maybe that's what we get is not a single hope, but maybe we cobble together like these other lesser, quote unquote, lesser <laughs> Force users, right? Yeah. But nothing has the power of the like family bond, which is family king in Star Wars, right? So yeah. it would have to be it'd have to be Luke or, or Leia or both. Given given her place in the story, it'd be interesting. It would be poetic for Ahsoka to have a uh, yeah. to be in that story right. and to fight that family because she's come from basically right. the origin of this emperor to then attack the family of the emperor. That's yeah. like kind of a full circle. Ahsoka it's would play a big part. That'd be a big part in that story. Yeah, so we have so we, I mean, this is always the issue with the extended universe. So we have <laughs> we have Ahsoka, Yoda, Caleb Doom, uh, and a bio Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh yeah, we have Cyborg Obi Cyborg Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, okay, I don't like I get mad when people talk about rebooting Star Wars, but guys, let's reboot Star Wars. I want the story now. <laughs> I know where does where does Obi Wan Kenobi go? Uh, Cyborg, like I don't. Maybe Bale saves his life. So does he go to Alderaan? Yeah, and where does he go to Mandalore? This is the pulp sci-fi story I've always wanted: is Cyborg yeah. Obi Wan. I, I didn't realize this. I did not realize or, this, guys. Or he, or he's like he. I need that gets statue. I need that art piece. Which one? I need the art piece. Art I need the piece, statue. Yeah. I need. I need something because this is the best idea ever. Or he gets healed enough, right? He Cyborg does, like, Windu and Cyborg. Oh yeah, Obi-Wan. we got Windu walking around We're too. Together, he's they're like a duo. Oh, you know, they have goodness. to do a Windu story. Oh, guys. But so, guys, another so good T-shirt. Cyborg is Seven list. Samurai, essentially. It's just Seven Samurai, but they're cyborgs. Here's we get that a reveal, way. like in whatever episode five would be in this world, where you go to Dagoba, right, and whoever's seeking out Yoda is there, and what you get is you get a you get um, a husk of a man on like a wooden stick who hobbles out of the hut who is just obi-wan right like he's just like he's yeah. got like an eye patch on i mean that would be like, really interesting stick, that's some like, parts of the caribbean level like uh yeah kind of like <laughs> yeah that's right that's where i got it from, that's where I, stole <laughs> <Yeah>. it from. <laughs> I mean that's what i'm thinking when i see that scene but i'm still um, thinking about your seven samurai idea so it would be yeah. like <laughs> no, wait like really. obi-wan do obi-wan yeah. windu yoda yeah. Yeah, 
Caleb Kestis, Caleb Ezra uh, Bridger, yeah, and then like Ahsoka, Leia, Leia Organ, or in Ahsoka, that's yeah. it. That's that's I'll take them against the field. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say something controversial. Drop Ezra out. <laughs> okay, and because he's still young, right? Like I like this. Yeah, other, but I like, like you of... need to have the young one in the yeah. seven. Like there's that's like true. a couple grizzled veterans. There's yeah. the like Garrett, right, like go. the All bravado right. guy, which could be yeah. like Kane and Jarrus. You know, let's go back so to the twins though. Let's go back to the twins, Luke and Leia. What is happening with the twins? Well, I think that's the that's goal, right? The goal, goal is yeah. to switch the twin. Is to is they're the weakness. Like yeah. you, they could sense that the the kids are on the fence, but you could do Mortis arc stuff there where they're like, I don't know. Luke leans more dark, and Leia leans more good. And yeah, cool definitely... Leia's vengeful for Padme, and then Luke is like unsure of his abilities and he basically i don't know he's doubting his abilities or something yeah and it's like right. that would be cool and he and but leia maybe tries to take out vader in training sessions and stuff like that that yeah. could be cool and maybe that's what brings luke closer to the dark side for the dark side right that fear surrounding him his abilities the anxieties the uncertainty yeah. right. or towards towards down that dark path right because leia never really wary wavered it's it's not to say oh. that she never heard the call the dark side but sure. she never really wavered but like well, I feel like Leia's like Luke five on steps a, ahead of bet. Luke, and so she probably realizes that Vader. Uh, well, where is Padme again? We would. Is she, she's Padme's dead. dead. Padme's she, dead. She dead. Okay, I think I think uh, Leia would blame Vader for Padme for Padme for her mother's death and understand and, and, and kind of that's she would believe that that's what happened. You right. So you dark. almost lift out the detective storyline from the Vader comic that's going on right now right yeah. so you have Leia who's just constantly looking into her mother's death and the lies right, surrounding exactly. it right yeah. and just right. stressful. yeah so Luke's oblivious he's kind of Luke's like, like good soldier just like I don't know dad says we shouldn't do that <laughs> yeah, exactly. doesn't this end doesn't this end <laughs> in episode six with the twins fighting each other right so you basically have this yeah. death battle Ooh, between yeah, Luke and Leia right and you have basically then Vader being the emperor role right and yeah. then, of course, you have, which is similar to what happens in episode nine, but you have Luke sacrifice himself, right? Come back to the light side for a second to save Leia and destroy Vader, help her destroy Vader. Yeah, almost the Ben Solo which, role. Which then you also have because, I mean, we talked about this off air, because Vader is not a cyborg, so which is, I keep forgetting. So we're just going to have, like, Anakin, like walking around which is super cool uh we get force lightning by anakin right so we can actually use force lightning still get our force lightning in there yeah he would send young luke out on the galaxy to like gather like sith like any artifacts Jedi and, yeah yeah you know, and he yeah. really liked this I, i'm beginning to think that like force lightning's genetic though from that um audiobook about uh dooku uh jedi lost right well uh, in episode nine really doubled down on that what do you mean? We well, we get we get Ray suddenly using. Oh, Ray uses it, yeah, which is genetic, right? Yeah, so you're right. Yeah, so, so yeah, I think it's like a genetic anomaly that like allows you to use Force Lightning or tap into the dark side and do it. I think literally when they asked George about that, why Vader can't use it, he said because he has mechanical arms. <laughs> so, oh, so yeah, but that's so that's can be learned. Who knows? Yeah. Who else used Force Lightning though in history? Like Bane didn't use it. No, just just uh, just uh, Darth Tyrannus, Darth Sidious, and Ray. And Ray. 
What's no, great about this? What's great about this Infinity guys is Han Solo could still be a, oh, a yeah. love interest for Leia, and he could still be going after Leia. There could be a romantic connection there that kind of per, like permeates or or cuts through the narrative. That it's like remember their love is so strong that it transcends any Infinity. That's basically the yes. Uh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I love that. I love that too because here's the thing because like so, and then Ben is saved from the beginning in this narrative. <laughs> yeah, we like, get boom. good Ben the whole yeah, time. Yeah, it's just like good Ben. Boom. Yeah. Um, right. He just because he just hangs out with his dad on the Millennium Falcon and Chewie, and like his mom's too busy being like a dictator or like a general in like an army. Well, here's the thing, right? So, so yeah. Han is not brought into the rebellion, right? Because he's not. He's not meeting up with luke so he's still smuggling right so maybe we skip ahead his story like five years so he's just been going down continuing that smuggler route just trying to like pay back jabba maybe he gets in touch with his old girlfriend uh who's part of crimson dawn so maybe he actually moves up the ranks so when leia meets him he's actually further in the life of being part of the gangsters he's actually kind of almost a prince role in this thing and he has to like so he has to get drawn back to the light what if he wears all black what if it's like han and all black yeah it's like i love that he looks more like he's part of a criminal syndicate or something like that like that would be he's even darker well i love this too because if you're telling the story right like you have it the parallels going on and when you meet him chewy's not around and so you have the that whole story of like where's chewy why is chewy not here that is would be Chewie great dead. if it's not answered for like a few issues. And, and uh, like yeah. a few episodes. It's like... given up on him, right? Chewie's just gone back to... to oh, yeah. Can't. He's like, he's watched him no, go down Chewie's with Yoda or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Chewie that... and Yoda all day, just on his shoulders. They're running around together. <laughs> triggering with Ahsoka. It's Ahsoka, Chewie, and Yoda. Yeah. That would, that's a team right there. I take them against the field. Because we know Yoda knows Chewie and Tarful and those those yeah. movies. And so yeah, yeah, sure does. We could just yeah. slot that in. Yeah, because yeah. and then Chewie knows Ahsoka. And then yeah. he's like, like yeah. and like <laughs> yeah, exactly. which means like Yoda's at the, yeah, like I know where my boy's at. Chewie has a force death. Chewie becomes a Jedi. All right, I'm walking away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, walking away. I'm walking away right now. What's that our is... episode five reveal, right? Because episode five in the prime timeline is yeah, Luke, yeah. no, I am your father. Uh what's the reveal? Is it uh no Luke, I killed his mother. Yeah, yeah. Killed their mother. Yeah. No, that's that's it is. That's the baby Leia reveals it to Luke. Like, no, he killed our he mother. He killed our mother. Yeah, I yeah. like that. That's interesting. And it's Leia doing it. That's huge. Because then Leia, because then maybe you get this thing where Luke and Leia are both going after Vader, but for different reasons, right? Luke is now going after to become the Emperor, right? And Leia's going after to to I don't know. There's something there. Anyway. Yeah. I like this. I mean, you could still have the the Death Star still created. Yeah, but we have to assume that. Um, oh, Schnikes! I was just thinking, um, Rogue One still happens, but it's not Leia that takes the plans; it's someone else, right? It's but Rogue Paris One happens. Up. We can assume that that all still works out. Sure. Um, and then, I think one of still... these kids. I think one of these kids happens upon the security recordings from like the. Jedi Temple or something yeah. like something horrifying. Oh, they find out Anakin is the most horrifying human being on the planet. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, it could the be galaxy. the youngling scene. You know, like she uh, Leia is searching and searching and finally finds 
Cyborg, yeah, something uh, like that. Obi Wan right. on Mandalore. Right. So you have like, Cyborg. Yeah. So you have Cyborg Obi Wan <laughs> in Episode Four, mentoring Leia in a little bit. Right. Like meeting up with Leia, and that's like you. So you have that parallel yeah. story a little I bit. I would actually. So Cyborg Obi Wan becomes a Mandalorian. Right. Like he's still like his his only like attachment is like with the trials right. man or whatever yeah. and like satine and he's like that's a great way for him to hide he can hide his cybernetics and just wear a helmet he would be a great mandalorian yeah that'd be a good reveal takes off the helmet it's yeah. it's uh ewan mcgregor ewan mcgregor with a like respirator on. Worked up ewan mcgregor yeah hair is still fantastic I'm though yeah always <laughs> <laughs> lava cannot touch that hair no his hair is lava this yeah, this is um, good. <laughs> I had to be like, we'll be writing this that, treatment like, and yeah, in a I'm joint like, yeah. document. Totally. We'll just, oh like, man, that was that was fun. I'm glad we went down. Uh, we spent time on that. Um, yeah, wild. It's it's it's, wild. it's weird that we didn't kind of game out that specific infinity because that is a cool idea. If Anakin. I think it's the most low hanging fruit, and so we all stayed away from it. You know, right. like, that's. That's really where it all went a little more granular with our with our choices, right? To see how much like changing a little thing. But I like the fact that we're changing a big thing, like a giant changing thing. But we're still trying to figure out how like the, almost the destiny card comes into play, right? Like everything writes itself back. And I like that. I love that. Yeah. Like you still get the Han and Leia love story. Yeah. Um, you still, still get like the sacrifice of the Skywalkers at the end. I could see like Anakin and uh, Lando chumming up at some point yeah i don't know you could probably rope lando in there somehow sure yeah what are lando's doing yeah i think lando would be our ace pilot because i think there'd be less pilots in the series honestly yeah like, so maybe not maybe he does be an ace and then yeah you don't There's need no... luke and leia to be aces so much as having four stories and being more yeah know, Jedi. That's also, point. lando could... has the falcon yeah, yeah. Lando should have the main ship, honestly. Yeah, he's, he's my favorite pilot, and he pilots the Falcon more almost more times than yeah. Han. In some, but instances. Han is like really Han's down. A better pilot. Yeah. Han, Chewie, you can't. What if Han and Lando are in this in this thing? What if they're together? Like, what if their friendship yeah. is tight? That'd tight, be interesting. Yeah, like extra tight. Yeah, like he needs as as um, Han rides rises through the ranks. He needs his people, and so he brings. Lando around him. That's more likely to me than the Empire having something to do on Bespin. Yeah, like that, that would be you know. So it would be you know. And you Lando, love them because they're like the swashbuckling duo that just gets anything done, like anything yeah. you need done, like they get it done. Well, and you get a little bit of the role reversal, right? Because Lando in the original series is painted as kind of the the traitor, right? In it for his own good. And maybe you flip those roles a little bit where where by the time we see them, Lando's a little more of the smuggler with the heart of gold and and yeah. and Han is a little more of the kind of the traitor smuggler. It'd be really interesting to go that way. That's yeah, true. scoundrel. Yeah. And gets his redemption arc similar to how Lando gets his in the original trilogy. Droids. What are the, what's happening with droids? And oh, God. It's uh, our final kind of one. Well, they got R two D two stays with Anakin through his whole rise. Ooh, yeah. 
It's like his personal really? droid. He's, and it's just sad right. the You're entire right. time. He's yeah. getting... No, because R2-D2 R- 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 would be like, F you, I'm out. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah he would be gone. Like, he would just turn out of here. I want to see R2 betray Anakin or something like that. Yeah, um, yes. Yeah, maybe, there's like a really they, tense scene where, too, too where R2 just like, he's just like, ghosts. He's gone. Whereas Leia using both of them to right, help with yeah. her investigation. Right, because it's got to be poetic. It's got to tie to A New Hope where Leia and R2 have a, a relationship. And like, if you if you show that Leia and R2 still have a relationship in this infinity, you could then have this part where R2 and her work to get intel that, that Vader's keeping secret or something like that. Yeah. There's a lot of Maybe three POs with Anakin. Like, he's just, just constantly there. <laughs> like, just like, ugh. Oh, my I create, God. I guess I have to deal with you. Different plating, though. Maybe like the standard Imperial Protocol droid plating. I don't know what color. Yeah, it's sure. Or silver Just or matte gray. Or silver or matte black or yeah. red. Just go full JJ I, I red. Think actually, <laughs> like when Anakin like comes back to the ship and like th- that's the standoff is like R2 sees him and is like, no, we're out of here. And he just takes <laughs> like um, Goldie and just like gets out. Just like yeah. takes the bad news. And they, yeah. they leave. And he's like, no, I'm done with you. I'm gone. And Anakin has to find his own ride back with <laughs> dying, pregnant. I don't know. Yeah. I just have to believe that R2 would see through that. Because he was already like, there's like some conversation between him and C-3PO that like on their way to Mustafar where he's like, yeah. does Anakin seem weird to you? Because he seems yeah. weird to me. <laughs> yeah, and he's yeah, like, yeah. oh, I'm sure he's fine. You know, like, and but like R2 is like, nah, there's something up here. Right. I could totally see 3PO hanging around because he's oblivious and just whatever. Yeah. Right. Like he's just whatever. But yeah, R2 is a trickier one. Like I think he gets I think maybe he gets a restraining bolt thrown on him. Right. Yeah. And he's kind of just a servant, like subservient. Yeah. And then you get Leia befriending him. Oh, in, OK. In, child, okay. in her childhood and then becomes okay. like, I see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I think you're right. He comes back and like he's like, oh, you're dark now. And then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anakin gets a little more strict with him. Yeah, right? but he's I'm around. A... He's like the family droid. Yeah, it's basically what they do to him in Jabba's palace. He's just running around with a tray on his head. Yeah, he's the Alfred of uh, of the family. <laughs> yeah, patching up. That would Anakin be fascinating. But it would also be interesting if you inverted it, where Luke has a close connection with R two early on yeah. in, the, in the story. And then yeah. Leia, and then Leia, de- Leia and R two depend on each other in the second act in the of yeah. the story. I like and that. You get, you get that whole thing where it's like you know Leia was with R two in the beginning of A New Hope, but then Luke is with R two yeah. after that. But you just you just flip it. You just flip yeah. It. I like yeah. that a lot because then you also can have the same thing where you can have uh, R two abandoning Luke as Luke's going further and further into the dark side. Yeah, sure. And then um, and Luke could also be like a techie where he's still following that techie yeah kind of mindset. Yeah. Maybe they put put a uh, uh, astromech port in Tie Fighters or something, and like you get Luke in a Tie Fighter with an astromech in it. Yeah, can you imagine like Prince Luke with his own like <laughs> Tie Fighter and like how modded out that would be? Oh yeah, so modded. I mean, you probably get a Tie Advance, and you could definitely yeah. put a droid in a Tie Advance. Yeah. Totally. I wonder if they would even look like. I mean, when was the Tie Fighter developed? Well, the advanced was developed in Rebels. Would Anakin even go the route of the advanced and and instead just like follow suit with some of the Clone Wars technology? Wouldn't his stuff look mm. slightly different? 
Yeah, you're right. He might go that way. I don't know, but the advance is... I don't know. If, if, if the TIE fighters are already being developed, he'll just, like, pick the cream of the crop and, and you know, bend it to his will. And he would right. probably develop it. But you know what this just made me think of? You know who his buddy was from the Clone Wars that's already risen through the ranks or would be trying to rise through the ranks? Come on, one of you guys know who I'm talking about right now. Who would be his closest confidant and best admiral? Best, best admiral. Uh, they have a history together in the Clone Wars. Rhymes uh, with Thrawn. Oh, oh Thrawn. Oh, right, because the Zahn uh, books. The Zahn books. Zahn but I keep books, forgetting right? Thrawn is a thing. <laughs> and I yeah. love Thrawn. I don't mean that negatively. Right. I keep but, like, Thrawn would be... Like yeah, yeah, Thrawn yeah. would rise to the ranks, he would be a huge confidant, and like so we'd probably get tie defenders. Oh, which and that I think that's the war. Honestly, I think that's the war. Honestly, I think I think Vader, like, I think Vader does a good job of of uh, uh, deflecting rebellion, like attacks from the the rebels or squashing rebellions. And I think the the war is probably with the Chiss. Like honestly, that's kind yeah. of what I think. I think war. Thrawn is there. I think Thrawn's working behind his back, right? The entire time. Like that's that's yeah. the... or if he sees the um the Emperor toppled, he sees a, a an angle and he's like, they're not as strong because they've lost their leader. If he's really been doing his research on the Empire, he knows it's like he's the true puppet master. Wait, if we're really inverting things though, maybe Thrawn just comes and leads the rebellion. <laughs> it's it, just no, like a full blown inversion of that. Of... That's not out of the realm of possibilities because like in the old books, which I'm reading through now, like Thrawn's about order, right? It's really interesting because it's just very much like he there's questions when his clone returns because because, you know, clones um, where he whether they're not sure whether he would be join the new Republic or he would try to take over the, they don't call him the fragmented empire, but that's basically what they are or what he would do because Thrawn did it ever fit perfectly into the empire? Right, he was not all about. Yeah, he was, evil. An, he was always really an outsider. Just, he was just a. He was. He was. He's actually, in some ways, probably closest to the benevolent, benevolent dictator that that he was proposing. In some ways, like he really did have this law and order mentality, in an interesting way that that would be unclear where he would fall, where his loyalties would fall. Yeah, I think if if Anakin could get him, he'd get him. But yeah. but they could have. They could go a lot of ways there. I would love the, the the battle of wits that would be in play there and that the two different political views. I think Thrawn would see Anakin as unstable and radical and tyrannical and be like, he needs to be taken down. He needs to be taken down and I'm going to help this scrappy rebellion do it. Yeah. That's kind of the Thrawn I would do in this infinity. Well, knowing that, that he could take out the rebellion once the rebellion took out. Right. He'd be like, I can easily yeah. take out this ragtag rebel militia after. Right. The war. Right, but the empire is ripe for the picking with Anakin at its at its lead. Yeah. yeah, that would be that'd be pretty fascinating. I think our three movie series has become a, a ten ten movie series or <laughs> yeah. ten novel book. You could stuff this into three movies, I think. Uh, yeah, you know what? That's the thing. Is like someone should write this as a book. Like, why not do some of this alternate timeline stuff in book form? Like, I'd love it in a movie or TV show, but I feel like that's too. I don't think they're gonna do. But I still think they should do yeah, the what. I think this because this would mess with my mind. Like it's for people like me that are like, no, there's order, there's synergy, yeah. everything makes sense. If you start getting infinities and in, out there, like no, it, it'll it'll shake the base a little bit, and like, ah, we'll never know what they're looking at when they watch us. Like right now, they're like, okay, good and evil hero story, 
modern myth. That's why I go and see Star Wars. And they, yeah. they don't know the depth and really all the connections, but they know yeah. they're going to get a good story. Which is why we're more likely to see it if they do it in comic or book form, right? Because yeah. that's such a small market that they can do that. Right. And, and, the, and the people who read that are people who engage with Star Wars at every level. So they'll be able to separate out those ideas. Because I remember like when Rogue One came out, people were confused. We're really about, confused, like, yeah. what is it? Why is there another Death Star? Right. Right. No I, one knew where, where Rogue One took place. In the I, mean, I can't imagine watching Rogue One not reading catalyst because it just yeah. it the, oh, that whole like space of time between like the flashback and then her getting um you know abducted generoso getting abducted is what catalyst is and it sets up the first scene like so beautifully yeah uh, but for, i can see for a lot of people who are like wait who's that why are they doing this what's the you know mm-hmm but it's a great movie, and a lot of one people of the love. best best acted Star Wars films. I mean, yeah. those those yeah scenes between Galen and Jin are, or the hollow the yep. hologram of Galen and Jin and Jin are incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the, 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 the acting is heavy hitters, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mads Mikkelsen and um, uh, oh gosh. Like Diego Luna is so believable and oh, adds yeah, such Diego, urgency yeah. to the, the story. And I, I really, really love what he did with that character. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say Ben Mendelsohn and Mads Mikkelsen yeah. are like BFFs. Yeah. yeah. And like, um, yeah, I mean, we, we read that thing together where uh, Mendelsohn was like, I'll be in any movie, like as long as Mads Mikkelsen's in it, because yeah. like, I have so much fun and I love acting opposite him. They were just so great together. But yeah, Diego Luna, Forrest Whitaker, like yeah, Forrest Whitaker makes some big choices that I, that I appreciate is in a Star Wars movie. Yeah, I would have, I would have just eliminated the Vader Krennic scene if I if I cut that movie because it's just like that scene's a little, I don't know, it's a lot. Wow, but Castle so, Vader, dude, it's just for me, it's just worth it for Castle Vader. I still think the last only thing I would cut out of that movie. I kind of agree with Grant as much as I love the Castle Vader stuff. I just think that last scene of him appearing. In the Rebel Blockade Runner, would have been amazing if we had came no out idea nowhere. out of nowhere. Like you just nowhere. see the red lightsaber, you're like what? Like Vader's here? Like that would have been that would have been pretty yeah. impressive. Because the yeah. scope of the gal, it would have felt bigger. The galaxy would have felt it would have felt like whoa, he's out there doing stuff, and here he is now because this is a pretty big conflict. Yeah, you know. That would yeah, cool. you're right. You're you're right, but it's just like I needed. I needed well, Castle yeah, Vader the on Star the Wars screen. nerd, and he loves the Castle yeah. Vader. Loves the scene of him floating in the back, back to tank like that little yeah. thing. Like I, I do love that from a visual I mean, standpoint. Even as the way it came out, it's still the greatest Vader scene of all time. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, maybe like Return of the Jedi, not included, but like, you know, like it's 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 an impactful Vader scene. Yeah, it's solid. Oh yeah, the you're talking about the end. The hallway scene. Yeah, 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 that is. Yeah, I mean, it's still just like bang. He's there, smashes a ship, trying to escape. People overuse the word iconic, but that scene is iconic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, love, love, love that film. Yeah, uh, yeah it's pretty cool good. To do, it'd be cool to do more interesting films. Like, and I was also thinking, like, when it comes to Infinities, why not do some of like the scenarios that everyone was doing with action figures at the time? You know what I mean? Like, if Empire. Strikes Back had come out and people got action figures of the bounty hunters and Luke Skywalker. 
wouldn't the next logical step be like Luke Skywalker comes across the bounty hunters and like yeah. do these kind of like do these kind of stories that make sense with kind of what was out around the time and what people would have, were imagining? Yeah, you know? oh, that's that's a good idea. Yeah, I would totally that watch be, that. That could be cool. Um, what else? Have we done any, it? Any, anything else? I got nothing else. Unless <laughs> I got nothing. I think we basically we mined it. I feel like yeah, we mined it pretty heavily. Took it to its logical conclusion. Yeah. Yeah, and then some. Yeah. And then a lot of illogical. Con- yeah. All right. I'm gonna have to take off my tinfoil hat. That was a good time. Yeah. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, yeah, good work, guys. That was a ton of fun. Thanks everyone for listening to us um, prattle on about Star Wars. Yeah. Always a lot of fun news. Um, a lot of good things on the horizon. Actually, yeah. as this fall comes into play, we're gonna get a lot of new content. Yeah. New Mandalorian. Um, and you know. New stuff getting put together in production. Yeah, the Thrawn book coming up as well. I, I didn't yeah, it comes out in like two days. Yeah, so I'll nice. be reading Rathar in a couple of weeks. But so. <laughs> and our and our and our new sign off is maybe next week we'll have the Mandalorian trailer. <laughs> yeah, I know. We've been waiting for it for two weeks now. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, we'll talk about it today. But um, yeah, maybe the tragic news about Chadwick Boseman um, postponed that. Yeah, I have a feeling it might drop in the next couple of days, but right. we'll see. Which may be, uh, yeah, which would be understandable. But um, of course, thanks everyone for listening to us. Um, you know, have a great week. We'll talk to you next time. And may the force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night. Remember, the force will be with you always. Yeah.